you are listening to Freedom Wrangler's main focus. We are going to talk about something amazing in the Word of God today. We can't wait to share our hearts with you. So why don't you sit back, saddle up, and help us wrangle in the freedom of knowing Jesus. Hey, Jamie, how you doing this week, lady? Heidi ho girlfriend, doing pretty crazy. It's been that crazy uh, Christmas week for me, getting these Christmas cookies. I literally did about 20 dozen cookies. What? Yes. Yeah, I, I put it on TikTok. I mean, I have flour all over my face. I'm seriously, I, I was cleaning up. I didn't even have time to work out this morning. I, I did a bunch of cookies. I'm telling you, peanut butter cookies, <laughs> jelly-filled cookies, uh, Oh my gosh, the list goes on chocolate chip and Christmas crack. A girl, I did it all. I got it done. We just have to decorate our Christmas cookies tonight. So you are the official cookie monster is what you're telling me. Uh, Girl, I'm telling you, I'm glad I only do this once a year. I could not do this as a job because... It's too much. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> it is. And like, I don't, I don't mind baking, but it is not my favorite thing to do. I love to cook because mm-hmm. I'm like this. I'm like, oh, it needs a dash of this, a splash of that. I'm mm-hmm. not that. And I think it's just a creative side to me because I love to paint and things like that. So I don't like being held to measurements. Like yes. That. And you have to be, you great. have to be. Yeah. Because yeah. if you forget one thing, the whole baking is gone. It's it's garbage. You have to throw it yep. out. Or if you don't have it a certain thickness for the yeah. cookies, if you have them too thick, girl, it's not good. It'll, they're just flatten out like a cake. It's weird. It's like, oh, I've been there, done that. But mm-hmm. you have to have them like an eighth of an inch or you might, you can have them a little bit thicker than that, but any more thicker than that, it don't work out. It just and, doesn't work. Yeah. And if they're too thin, then they burn. They, they get over yes. too fast. So then you're like, Ugh. it's a balance. It's total yes. Balance. It's total science. It's totally science and math. Totally. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> you know, I hated both in school. Well, I didn't mind yeah. earth science. That was cool. I enjoyed that class, like rocks and clouds and that business. Yeah. And I do too. I love that. That was a fun one. That was an easy A, senior year. Easy A, I'll take her science. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. And then I was like, um, biology. I loved um, biology because the teacher was just amazing. I had Mrs. Bishop. I don't know if you had her, but yeah, most people I did. did end up having her for biology. And she, um, gosh, she turned out to be like my most favorite teacher. I ended up as an aide in her class for three years. Nice which I loved. Again, another easy A, although I didn't enjoy the whole fetal pig dissection. That was probably the worst part of the whole class. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, do. yeah. I think they, I think like years before us, like they did cats. Ew. Yeah. So thankfully. That's worse. Ew. Yeah. I, my brother, my brother, uh, Chris, he's like, uh, six, seven years maybe he's eight years older than me. And I remember him talking about cats, you know, them having to dissect cats. I'm like, I cannot believe that. I would not enjoy, I would have like, uh-uh, I'm not doing this class. No, no, I wouldn't have been able to do that one. I mean, I know that some, you know, places did frogs too, but I guess mm-hmm. the pig was like the closest to our anatomy to understand it and stuff. So mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. still hard, but, um, you know, we did it. It's just the smell, the formaldehyde. You can still, I can mm-hmm. still smell it. Like, Mm-hmm. Anyway, disgusting it's dirty it's dirty yes how do we go from cookies to dissecting frogs <laughs> i have no I idea don't. because i don't like science and math that's how that's yeah the, oh yeah that's it it's science and math there we go like yeah. i took all the art classes i could i took piano i took choir i took regular art i was like what can i take that's fun and i can like use my hands and my creativity and, you know, you and English was okay. I didn't mind English, you know, because you can yeah. be creative with English if you've got poetry and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. um, and I always loved it when we had to read like a play. That was always fun because I would put on an act. Me too. I love, I took drama. And so yes. I drama at Woodbridge. Oh my gosh. I loved that class. I loved the acting and the whole, like, who's going to be, play this part and who's going to do this. And I loved doing the voiceovers. And, mm. Oh my gosh. That was mm-hmm. so fun so much fun 
but you know, we had to take the regular stuff, the academics. I wish I paid more attention in politics, like mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. that side of things like the senior year, but that was my last class because I did a half day. I got released for like work. Um, and so, yeah, it was my last class before I went to work every day and mm-hmm. I didn't want to pay attention. <laughs> so I was like, I just want to go, <laughs> I'm going to go make money. Mm-hmm. Who cares? <laughs> yes. But I was reading something, you know, we're in the Advent season and um, I just think it's appropriate that we kind of keep along this theme right now. And um, I read something and it says, are you part of the in crowd or are you one of the stable few? And it is a play on words there because in is spelled mm-hmm. I-N-N, but I, I, think about that and I think man you know there were a lot of people in the inn there was no room for Mary and Joseph because of that yes but there were very few people that went to the stable to see Jesus and you know I did a little bit of like archaeological historical like study on this and we all know that they were traveling to Bethlehem because that was where um, Joseph's family lineage was from. And it was because of the census, they had to return to where their family was from. So he was going back to Bethlehem. And of course now, because Mary and he are married, that's, they all go, but they historically would have stayed with a family member when they got there. So it looks as if the family, do do we think that possibly the family rejected them because of the situation that she was pregnant? before they were married. Right. That's yes. just total it's, speculation, but it is a possibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, that that could be uh, a reason in those days, especially that was very shunned upon, mm-hmm. um, you know, to think that that's not his son and she's pregnant and people, you know, they don't really know about miracles. I guess they've never seen a miracle. Uh, you know, until Jesus came and did miracles. So I think that 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 is a very valid point there that, you know, that very well possibly could have been them being shunned. Yeah. Yeah. When you start to understand the history of it and where people would have migrated to where they, who they would have stayed with, it would have been family. And so you look Mm -hmm. at that and you think, oh, they were possibly shunned at that moment. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe it wasn't at the end. Maybe they were shunned at the family and they had to go and try and find room at the end. At yeah. that point. Um, yes. But then the stable was actually a cave. It wasn't what we imagine because we westernize everything. We make it mm-hmm. so like, you know, to what we think. But it would have been a cave that had a place most likely not the kind of manger that we look at, but they were actually carved out into the rock of the cave, places where they would put the food for the animals. And that would have been, you know, the manger scene, if you like. So what we imagine as this hay-filled, cozy little stable, like a barn, I don't believe it wasn't like that. It was, it was cold. It was damp. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, even, and of course we all know that when you look at the calendar, Jesus wasn't technically born in December, but that's when we celebrate it due to the Gregorian calendar. But, you know, Mm -hmm. there's all these things that as you start to dig in to understand the historical aspects of it, I think it gives you a greater understanding of Jesus of the Bible and those kinds of things. So I am a little yes. bit of a dork and I love the history and the archaeology of it. Oh, I do too, girl. I love all the I love get, digging in and finding out who uh Jesus's lineage was and where mm-hmm. they came from and finding out who the mom and dads are. I I'm just all over that too. I love I love digging deep. Yeah. And it's so important. And like you were talking about before we kind of started recording was just like, you talked about David. Well, Jesus comes from the lineage of David and that was the prophecy. Mm-hmm. And that's why I know so many people are like, why are they giving me all these people's names? And so-and-so beget so-and-so and, you know, and they mm-hmm. go through everything, yeah. but it, there's a purpose to it. Because yeah. if you don't understand where he came from, then how do you prove that he's the Messiah? Yeah, exactly. 
that's part of the proof, right? You know? Yes. I mean, it's just like with us, you know, I mean, we're trying to find our genealogy. I mean, people are interested in, in knowing where they come from, where, what heritage they came from and, you know, and having that historical, um, information just helps you gather information about who people are. And I, I'm so thankful that we have that, uh, about Jesus, knowing that he came from the lineage of David and having that historical, um, history of, of his lineage. I'm thankful for that. Oh, me too, because it just gives us so much more depth and foundation of who our savior is. That, that's the reality of it. When you begin to understand where he came from, who he was, all these things, the miracles really start to come to life, I believe. Yes. So for me, I've been looking at, I, I was looking at Luke, Luke 1, 8 through 14. And this is like one, Luke does one of, he really does the best explanation the best storytelling, if you like, of the birth of Jesus. It's just beautiful the way that he tells it. And so he talks and and I'll just go ahead and read it. And this is with the shepherds and the angels. Um, And so in verse eight, it says, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks and fields at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Christ, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. And so for me, is that, I mean, we all, we all know the songs that have come out of that, you know, mm-hmm. and you, you read that, but this piece where he says, I bring you good news of great joy. And I think for me, finding joy in this season is so important. Mm. Yes. Cause like you said, you've been so busy baking cookies, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you get this giant list and you're like okay I gotta check that one off I did that I went to this yes. party I got that gift you know mm-hmm. um and I don't know about you but sometimes I lose the joy in the list mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I started looking at this and I, I began to think about the joy what what comes with Jesus what do we gain by knowing him well we gain joy we gain peace, hope. Mm-hmm. These are the things he brings. Endurance. Yes. Yeah. To be mm-hmm. able to go that little bit further. Yes. And uh, so he, he brings these things. And, and at that time in history, they were desperate for peace. They were desperate for mm-hmm. a savior, desperate for hope. And I think that we relate to that right now in our world. Um, yeah. Most people do. You know, you were talking about Costco, your trip to Costco recently. Share a little bit about that experience, because I think it really ties into this. Yeah. So, um, you know, again, on the whole list thing, you know, I had had a list of things I had to do. uh, But before I went, I knew that um, I had to invite the Lord to go with me. I knew I had to say, Lord, I need you to come with me because I can sense even before I walked into Costco, I just felt this um, consuming consumer attitude. You're just very like, I need, I want, I want, I want, I want. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to get wrapped up in that same spirit. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Lord, I need you to walk with me and get me through this. And, uh, because, you know, I wanted to have a good shopping experience and also I wanted to be a witness, you know, if I come across anybody. So, yeah, so I I get into Costco and of course I, that's what I felt. I felt exactly that the consumer consuming this, that, and the other. And, um, and this lady just randomly, and I know this was the Lord, this lady randomly came up to me and said, oh my gosh, I love your top. That is so awesome. I just love it. And I was like, oh, well, thank you so much. And, um, you know, I, 
I just feel so blessed today that you said that. And, you know, I didn't expect that. And I just think that was a gift from God, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a thing, you know, and it, yeah. it's just kind of like, wow, well, God bless you, you know? And yeah. so, I mean, just a little bit, a little bit of goodness goes a long way. Oh, yeah. And, you know, so I continue my shopping and I could still sense, you know, all that going on. I was like, okay, they don't have certain things. They didn't have the red onions I needed. So I had to go over to Wally World. So I went over there and I was like, oh gosh, I'm dreading going here because I know <laughs> it's going to be even worse there. Yes. You know? And yes. granted, I was in the, I was in the morning time going and it was a weekday because, uh-huh. you know, on the weekends is the worst time to go. Cause that's when all the people who work go. Yeah. And so I'm thinking to myself, it's not going to be that bad. And I get over there and it was just a lot of people there. And I was like, Christmas has started early. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you could just feel it. It's kind of like, I don't remember that tickle me Elmo. Remember tickle me Elmo back in the day and people were fighting over the tickle me Elmo. Yeah, he sounded like, like that. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, yeah. Yeah. It, so, you know, it's like people were fighting over certain things, you know, at Wally world. I was sitting here like, you know what, Lord, I just pray for these people and I, I feel sorry for them because they're missing the whole point. they're just missing the whole point and I don't want to get caught up in that Lord just help me get in and get out and you know what I got in and I got out and you know if I didn't pray during before and after Mm -hmm. I'm telling you I probably could have got caught up in the same bad attitude that's right it's so easy it's so easy to fall in attitude and this time of year people need to see the light Mm -hmm. and um but yeah, that was my experience. And I guess it's a warning for everybody to get prayed up before you go out. <laughs> and just pray. Yes. Pray. Well, show up. what does Paul say? He says, pray without ceasing. So you're like, you're saying, you're like, I prayed before I went in. I prayed while I was there. I prayed when I walked out. You know, it's like, that's that never ending prayer. Cause you're constantly in, and this is just me and my prayer language. I'm constantly having a conversation with the Lord. Because he's, yes. he's like, I know he's there and he's listening to me. So it's just constant. It's like, Father, I just need a little help with this. I mean, and I've said this before on previous podcasts, but there are many times that Ben and I will pull up to Walmart and it's crazy busy. And we need a disabled space because of the way our van is made. I need to be able to open it up a certain way. And those spaces are designed for that. So, you know, I'm like, Heavenly Father, you really know what we need. I don't need a super close one, but I do need a space. If you don't mind, can you make that available? And boom, he opens up a place for us or it's just sitting there and we pull up and we're like, he even cares about that. That that's the yes. stuff. he cares about the little things, you know. Yes. So if exactly. he cares about my tiny parking space, he cares about that big burden that I think I need to carry. And I can just mm-hmm. let it rest on his shoulders. And that was part of that prophecy that Isaiah said that you know it would the the pressures basically the everything would rest upon him, would rest upon mm-hmm. Jesus, the world. And that, mm-hmm. that's what crucifixion did to him as a man, as a 33-year-old man, was everything was placed upon him. Yeah. But if he hadn't come in the way that he did, because he brought joy and he brought peace and he brought hope. And those are things that are in Galatians 5.22. And they mm-hmm. are the fruit of the spirit. You want to read that to us, uh, Jamie, Galatians 5.22? Um, sure. And just like, let's just cover the fruit. What is the fruit? Yes, it says here, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no law. Mm, mm. Like when you think about all those words, Mm -hmm. love, joy, peace. I mean, patience, there's, there's no law against these things about being kind, about being Mm -mm. good or faithful or gentle, Mm -hmm. self-control. There's no law Mm -hmm. against those things. I mean, that is just Mm -hmm. such a powerful phrase. And when I look at that, I come to the understanding that if I'm led by the Holy spirit, 
mm-hmm. you've said, please come with me, Holy Spirit. Let me know you're with me. Then the yes. fruit starts to come forth because you're living in the spirit. You're walking in the spirit. You're being allowing him to lead you. And like yourself, I went to Walmart um, at the end of last week and I had to get some I was doing the same thing as you. I had a cookie exchange I was going to because it wasn't enough that my dad was in the hospital, you know, having a triple bypass and the family needs support. And I'm sitting up there. I decided it was a great idea for Chanda to host a cookie exchange at church as well. (laughs) Now I had planned this before I knew my dad was going to have surgery and the date had kind of been put. And I think any sane person would have been like, Hey, can you handle this and pass the, you know, pass the baton. Um, but I was like, no, I really feel God wants me to do this. So I'm just going to follow through with it and make the time. And so I had to bake cookies. I'm like, huh, I I know how that is. I would have much rather just picked up a packet of Oreos and rocked up in there with them. Mm serious I was like oh lord so anyways I'm getting all the goodies and that kind of stuff and I had to do my weekly shopping because I've been at the hospital all week and um I get up to the cashier and bless her heart she was having a day and you could tell she's pushing the the conveyor belt thingy to get the food forward and as she does it stuff starts falling off probably due to my lack of (laughs) consideration I just pile it all up (laughs) to put it on top yep you didn't get out well it doesn't fit at the end I'll just put it on top of this but anyways um you know and so I I'm picking up the issues but I'm sorry I'm so sorry is it okay and I'm like it's fine I'm like girl it's just a, a box of whatever it wasn't anything important you know and um and then she put it was cans of whipped cream and she put them in the bag and they kind of thumped oh I'm sorry I said fine it's just whipped cream it's nothing's gonna happen to that you know so mm-hmm. we kind of go through this and and she just looks at me at the end and I just kind of smiled I was like listen it's all good like seriously don't worry about it I'm not gonna like freak out about it and she just looks at me and she goes thank you I said for what and she said for being kind and I thought mm-hmm. and she said you made my day she said I've got 20 minutes left on my shift and I'm tired. And that's probably why I keep dropping things and so on and so forth. And, and she said, I'm just ready to go home. I said, you know what? I said, kindness costs me nothing. Patience mm-hmm. costs me nothing. I said, that's I'm right. not in a Man's hurry. Mm-hmm. I said, take your time. And I said, I hope that your last 20 minutes of your shift is the best 20 minutes of your day. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of looked at me and was just kind of like, she said, thank you. Have a good day. I said, you too. I said, and Merry mm-hmm. Christmas. Mm-hmm. And her face lit up, her whole demeanor changed all because why I didn't get into the hustle and bustle rush. I could have, because believe me, mm-hmm. I needed to get home and do stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what kind of witness is it if I'm putting the pressure on her, getting frustrated with her because something falls off or whatever? I thought it's not her fault. And I think that we all have to look at, well, what is this season supposed to be about? Yes. Who is it supposed to be about? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. who are we representing when we go out? For me, I want to represent Jesus with love and joy Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. peace. I want to represent him with patience and kindness. Believe Mm -hmm. me, it takes a lot of patience when you pull up to the Sam's gas station. There's a long line and patience is becoming a huge virtue in my life. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You know, it takes self-control to not overspend and and go crazy at Christmas. That's another thing right there is that self-control, especially around this time of year. We have to be so careful. The enemy is right there. And he's like, oh, it's okay to get that extra thing over there. It's okay to get that. It's okay to get this. And you're sitting here like, no, it's not. It's not okay. I don't need that. I don't need that. And I don't need that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Bye-bye. You know, I rebuke (laughs) you, Satan, you know, (laughs) or my kids have enough. Why am I overkilling? You know, it's like, why do I feel the need to go nuts when, Hey, Jesus only got three gifts, folks. I'm just saying now I know he got old. (laughs) Yeah. And there's no competition here. And I think that's what it is. is There's like this competition we feel from 
other environments, you know, coming at us thinking, oh, I need to do this and I need to get this, you know, and this will make Christmas better. And it's like, no, 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 no. What makes Christmas better is having self-control, having patience, having uh, endurance and, you know, being able to show the fruits of the spirit through this, this season, this time. If anything, that's like the best thing to show to our uh, loved ones is that, that, that gift. And, you know, it takes endurance to make 20 dozen cookies. (laughs) You know, I'm going to tell you what, girlfriend, uh, it felt like how I I run on the treadmill. I I just want to do, I just want to do one mile. I don't, I don't want to do that extra mile. It is the same thing when I was baking the cookies. I was like, I'm just going to do 10, 10 dozen. Mm-hmm. But then I knew that I needed to do the other dozen because I'm, you know, because I have more family than that, you know? And so I'm sitting here like, I've got, you know, I have to endure through this. Yes. And it's not easy. It's hard. Just like I didn't want to do that extra mile, mm-hmm. but I know that it's good for me because I, I know that running or exercising in general is good for my health. Yes. And it takes, it takes self-control. It takes discipline. Yeah. And I don't love doing it. I'd rather sit on the couch, mm-hmm. watch a movie, watch a YouTube or something. I'd much rather do that. Sure. But I know for my health, it's better for me to do this. So that's why I do it. Yeah. It's well, not it's, because I love it. It's the long-term effects. So mm-hmm. if you take care of today appropriately, mm-hmm then you reap the benefits in the future. Yes. So when you're, you know, in your sixties, because you took care of yourself in your forties and you were healthy in your forties, you're not going to have all the health issues that the 60 plus. Yeah. Hey, look at your father. Like there's no way he could have survived that whole experience, even gotten out of the hospital. He had, he wasn't a healthy man. That's right. It it, it took, it took that, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you know, I know genes have a part in it too, but I think because of his health mm. is because of why he was able to get out of that hospital. Oh, a hundred percent. Because my father has been very healthy in the way that he eats, <clears throat> the way that he works out. He's not a smoker. He's not a drinker. Um, these things that he has said, okay, I don't need that in my life and mm-hmm. have certain things in moderation, then he has been super healthy. And the only reason he had to have the surgery is it's, it's a hereditary thing. Unfortunately, yep. it's in his DNA that, you know, yep. they have heart, heart issues in that side of the family. And, mm-hmm. uh, but that's the only reason. And man, he is, he's a rock star. It's like, I watched him the first day get up out of the bed and it wasn't, it was hard for him to get out of that bed and walk from one side of the bed to the other and sit in a chair that took everything in him. But let me tell you, see the next day, that man was walking further than any of their other patients. And then the next day he's like, I want to do it twice. And they're like, hold on a second. Like who is this guy? Mm -hmm. And so he's Mm -hmm. not their typical patient, but it's because like you said, he took care of himself earlier discipline. on in his life. The mm-hmm. discipline that he added to his life has benefited him now. And it's the same thing in our walk with Christ. Amen, sister. That is what I was just about to say. Well, come on, yep. say it, girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. It's discipline with the word of God. It's it's knowing the word of God and knowing that when you're going to the grocery store, that you know in your heart because of discernment that you have to pray because you're in a spiritual battle. Mm-hmm. You are in a spiritual battle and you have to discipline yourself, you know, like pray, pray before you do stuff, pray before you, uh, we prayed before we did this podcast. That's right. It's, it's like pray before you eat, pray, you know, with your children at night, pray, you know, just always pray. Like you said, pray without ceasing. Mm -hmm. And with that, you know, that your father is with you and that you're, you're asking him to guide you, Mm -hmm. you know, in all the truth. And I just know that I just 
feel in my heart of hearts. I know that a lot of the things like I could have gotten worse trouble. I could have gotten an accident if I didn't pray. You know what I'm saying? Like anything bad could have happened to me just because Satan is right there, Mm -hmm. right there waiting like a lion to devour me. So it's like, I really do work out my salvation with fear and trembling. I really do. Cause yeah. it's scary. I mean, we're, we're up against a real fierce enemy. Oh, so yeah. that's why discipline is so important. The Lord's just looking out for us when he says that. Yeah, he is. He is. And that's where we, in our relationship with Christ, we begin to grow and we begin to understand that with him, nothing's impossible. That if we just lean in and trust him with every aspect of our lives, then it's all going to come together. And we have this responsibility as Christians to not get caught up in everything in this season and to get caught up Mm -hmm. in the things of the world, like in general, not just about Mm -hmm. the Christmas season, because let me tell you, I've been guilty of it. Okay. I have been guilty of, well, we have to have our Christmas pictures taken in August so that we can go ahead and we can make our cards and send them out to everybody and they can see our beautiful family and let me Mm -hmm. see here. Okay. And then I have to make sure that I get that person a gift and that person a gift. And, oh, I better make sure that I place my order so that I can get all of the magnets with my family's picture on it and send those out. And like, I'm not going to lie. I've done all the stuff and, Oh, I've got my ugly sweater for this year. And you know, get this kid to that party and that kid to this party. And then we're going to have a family party. And then we're going to all go to different parties again and work parties and Oh, and I better get the gifts for everybody at work. Like you end up like I'm running out of breath, just naming those things. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. What in the world does any of that have to do with Jesus? Yeah. Who cares? Who cares that you took a family photo? Like I got to the, I came to the realization after doing that for maybe like three years and I'd only done it because I felt pressure from seeing other people do it. It's the pressure of the competition, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not the good mom. I'm not the cool. We're not the cool family. Cause we didn't do the picture and send it out. And then I thought to myself, as I started getting these regularly, I thought, why do I want a picture of your family in my house? Like, I like you and all, why do I want it? You're not my family. Like, who really keeps those? Who really keeps those cards? Seriously? I mean, they pile up and they're like last year's news. You know, it's like, (laughs) it's like, it's a shame. It ends up in the trash. Let's just be honest. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. What what happened to the, like, I don't know, sitting down and just writing a card to somebody. Yeah. And it doesn't just mm-hmm. say, Merry Christmas, the good news. No, you actually took time to write that person that you have a relationship with a letter. Well, mm-hmm. God, our father took time through the power of his Holy Spirit to write us a letter. A beautiful yes, thank you, Lord. in his word. And so I believe Oof. that there's something about taking time to do that. Like you're taking time to make cookies for your family. That's love. That mm-hmm. is taking time. That's, you know what? You can go buy a whole bunch of stuff. But what Tell is me it? about it. I totally could. <laughs> and it'd be a whole lot. Hey, Amazon. Okay. Everything's sent yep. out. That's easy peasy done. Mm-hmm. But where's the love in that? Where is the creativity and the time? Because that's what the fruit of the spirit is all about. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we have to do better because like, yeah, the wrapping your gifts and making them pretty is all wonderful, but it's all going to end up in the trash guys. Yeah. It all mm-hmm. ends up in the trash. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I've listened to different people tell me about all their little ideas about how they wrap stuff up and, you know, and it's cute. It's cute. It's cool little things that people just need. Yeah. But how many hours do you spend doing that versus how many hours do you spend loving on others and telling them about Jesus? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, all the cute matching jammies and the wrapped up pretty gifts with this wonderful tag and that tag, do they really, are they really going to remember that? Or are they going to remember the love in their family? Are they going to remember the peace and the joy that came from knowing Jesus as their savior? Yes. 
And I know that that's possibly a little bit of meddling for people out there, what I'm saying. There's nothing wrong with matching jammies, guys, okay? If that's your thing, <laughs> you go for it. I'd never get my husband in a matching set of jammies. He yeah. would look at me and go, uh, yeah, no. my husband, my husband would never agree to anything like that. He's like, does, does that cost money to do that? Do you have to pay extra money to get match? Yes. That, that does cut. No, we don't need to do that. <laughs> I mean, one day. Like, Why are you doing that? Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's, it's not practical. That's, he's a very practical and I'm fine with that because I mean, Hey, nobody wants to go broke, you know? But, they, so, but this is the problem they do, Jamie. People do. will mm-hmm. go into debt to buy gifts at Christmas. Mm-hmm. To make and then them, they're depressed. That's right. Then they're depressed in January because you got to pay that credit card back, baby. Yes. And mm-hmm. they will literally go into debt to buy these things to make them look good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to somebody else when maybe all that person wanted was for them to come and spend time with them. And Mm -hmm. that gets into a whole nother thing of love language and what's your love language. For me, time is my love language. Oh, spend time with me. And I am so happy. I don't really care too much about things. Now things are nice. Don't get me wrong, but I don't need them. And when my husband is like, well, what do you want to do, babe? I'm like, just spend time with me. Take, mm-hmm. take me out and let's just spend time, quality time together. We can go for a walk on the beach. I don't care what we do. I don't need anything fancy. I just want to spend time with you. Like our 20th wedding anniversary years ago, I had thought, oh, we're going to go to Hawaii and do something fantastic. And then our 20th came around and he said, what do you want to do? And I said, do you know what I want to do? Let's just go away overnight and let's go kayaking the next day in the river. And he was like, that sounds like fun. Let's do it. And that's what we did. And it was yep. such a memorable day and yep. time together. Yes, that's me too. I'm 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 a hiker, you know, you know, yeah. we came down and we went hiking. I mean, you don't have to have conversation or anything. It's just the whole thing of going on an adventure. I love adventure. I'm an adventure person. Like I love to go on new adventures and adventures and seeing people's reactions to it and, and how uh, to get to the other side. And we did it together. You know, I, I love that kind of stuff and going through a challenge together, not competing. Yeah. I'm not, I, I'm totally like, I, I know competing is like, it can be healthy and certain, but I'm not. I don't kind of lean that way. I'm not that type of person. I kind of like to enjoy and revel with whoever it is I'm with just to experience something together. That's what I love. And we've always been memory makers in my family Um, with our children every year for Christmas. Our goal was to not necessarily buy them all the things, but to make a memory. So one year it was, we took them to a dinner theater on Christmas Eve and we saw a Christmas carol and we did something unique as a family that they would remember for years to come. And so it's funny because our son just turned 20 and we said, what do you want for your birthday? And he said, I want something unique. I want to make a memory. And I said, okay. So what we've instilled into him all these years of making memories, he actually now wants us to do that. And then the pressure was on, oh my word, what are we going to do? You know? <laughs> and he's like, I don't want to do an escape room again. And I was like, okay, we've done a few of them. And um, I got the, uh, there's a cookie kit you get at Walmart and it's ugly sweaters and you decorate them. And I just, I thought this is something we will do together. It's, it is something that is unique. It's an experience. So that mm-hmm. was, and on his birthday, he said, oh my gosh, I'm so excited okay, at this time, we're getting into the dining room and we're going to do this together and have some fun. Yeah, And it yeah. was a blast, you know? So it's- Who I, won that, by the way? Because I know I picked the Christmas tree <laughs> sweater. Who I won? Think, I think that the tree was John's. I'm pretty sure the tree was John's, yeah. Okay, very cool. Very I think cool. it was. I'm not 100% sure now. I'm like, um, was it? Was it mine? They were beautiful. All of them were nice. Thank you. All of them were nice. But that one stuck out. I was like, I like that Christmas tree one. It was It was so much fun to do. I was trying to see if I had a picture of them on my phone to tell you for sure, like for certain what was what. But um, I don't know where it went. 
anyhow, too many pictures, but yeah, you know, I think that my whole thought process in preparing for today was just how do we exude joy to others? Mm-hmm. How do we transfer the joy we feel, the peace we feel, the hope and confidence that we have in knowing Jesus as our savior to other people in the world? Because right now the world needs it. They need a savior. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. Well, so many don't acknowledge it. And you said something really good the other day is like, what happens when the rapture is taking place? Where are they going to go? find that? Where's going to be all the goodness and all the fruit of the spirit then? I mean, it's just going to be, it's going to be deathly. It's going to be uncomfortable. There's not going to be any more Christmas cookies and, you know, people are going to be stressed out. They're not going to have that, that smile from that person. And, you know, it makes a difference. I mean, it it makes a big difference. It draws, the Holy Spirit draws people to us. You have it happen. I have it happen. And um, whenever I'm in a store, here they come. People show yes. up and what's yes. your opinion on this? And they'll hold up a shirt. And I, I'm like, and I never, and I never asked for it. No. I never asked for it. No, and I'm it, literally it's something my about your business. spirit. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and they're just drawn to you, mm-hmm. but they're drawn to the Jesus in you. That's really what yes. it is. And it's being the light of the world. Mm-hmm. And so they are completely sucked in and drawn to it. And it's, and you're like, Oh, okay. Um, hold on. Let me just gather my thoughts here. Cause I would, this was unexpected. You want my opinion? Very. On that you're picking out. Oh, okay. Um, I'm in like a sweatshirt and leggings and you want my opinion? <laughs> yes. Do I look like yeah, that all the time? All the time, girl, I'm telling you, I never asked for it. It just comes out. That's it. That's it. But that's, that is what it's all about. It's that we bring a new atmosphere. We through the power of the Holy Spirit, can change the atmosphere in those places yes. that we go. Yes. And it's interesting because the Lord, it's like he sets that up oh, because absolutely. he loves He loves you so much. That's right. And here we are, his walking, living, breathing, Holy Spirit-filled vessel. Yeah. And we're walking into the store. Uh, He's like, okay, here they come. It's just going to come out of nowhere. <laughs> and here they come. And you're like, expect it. You're like, Okay, this is the Lord because this is so random. Yeah, exactly. Do you ever have where like you might go into say a restaurant or a little like cafe or something? There's like nobody in there. And then literally within five minutes of you entering that place, it gets packed out. Yes. All all the time. Us too. And I have said to John, I said, I can't get away from people. No. And it's, yeah, right. It's, that's the blessing of God. When we walk into a place, we bring his blessing with us. So it draws Mm -hmm. others in. And I mean, I strongly believe that. So I guess my number one message to everybody as we go through Advent is be a blessing wherever you're going, Mm -hmm. change the atmosphere by making sure that you are walking in the spirit, mm-hmm. take that gentleness and patience and self-control with you. Remember mm-hmm. that the season is about Jesus. It's not about the things. And if people get upset with you and caught up on, Oh, you didn't buy me the things they wanted. then they don't understand what this season is all about. Yeah. yeah. So it shows their brokenness of who they are. It, sure it does. shows them it that sure they does. desperately need the Lord mm-hmm. and desperately. We, you can't just as much as you cannot buy your salvation. You cannot buy people's love and affection in your life. Mm-hmm. You can. Mm-hmm. And if you think that this is the time of year that you need to do that and you got to make up for things, then you need to just get back into the word because mm-hmm. His presence in your life will make up for a whole lot of voids and things because we fail as human beings. We've got a whole, yes. I've got a whole lot of blind spots. We all do, mm-hmm. but he mm-hmm. makes up those blind spots for us. If we just allow him to invade our space. Yes. We have to be honest before the Lord yes. and who we are and, and, and just bring our hearts to him and say, Lord, 
create in me a clean heart, Lord. I want to be right with you, Father. And I want to walk with you and, you know, he'll recover the time that you had lost. Amen. Yes, he will. he'll recover all that time. He'll bring it all back. And, you know, it just takes one little step at a time. Yep. And so, yeah, even if, you know, you feel like it's too late, it's not too late because mm-hmm. God could restore you. It's never too late to, for him to restore you. And it's also never too late to come to Jesus. And if you're waiting to get yourself together, and presentable mm-hmm. before you come before the savior, you're never going to come. And I think I said that recently on another podcast, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. It is the truth. Don't think that it's, it's his blood that washes you white as snow and takes mm-hmm. all your sins away. It's not you perfecting yourself and then coming to Jesus. It doesn't work like that. No, it and doesn't. by the way, he found you, you didn't find him. Because Mm -hmm. when you look at the shepherd, it was the one sheep that wandered off that he went and found. The sheep Mm -hmm. didn't find its way back. Mm -mm. So remember that he is seeking you in a relationship with you. And you can also, as you get into that relationship with the Lord, you can begin to spread that cheer. If you want to call it the cheer of the season. That's right. If you want the cheer of the season, that's it. Mm -hmm. Spread it around. Jesus. That's it. He, and it's, I know it's cliche. Jesus is the reason for the season, but he is, he mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll tell you this. I am um, just a little story and then we'll close it out last week with being at the hospital for my dad and supporting my mom and all the things I was doing. I had a lot of pressure on me and of course, preparing for the cookie exchange. And one of the things that I had planned to do was an ornament. We were going to decorate ornaments together as an activity at this cookie exchange. And um, I ordered this kit like two weeks out and it was supposed to come here from Amazon. And the day that it arrived was on Thursday evening. Now this is the Thursday before the exchange on Saturday. Okay. It comes in from Amazon. I open this up. No word of a lie. That thing had been used girl. It was incomplete. It had a couple of the ornaments, but it was supposed to have 30 and it was supposed to have these pens and all this stuff to decorate them with. And it didn't have none of that. It had like half the ornaments. I was heartbroken. I'm looking at this at seven o'clock on Thursday night. And I was like, I can't believe this has happened. So I'm sitting there completely stressed out and and I'm a little emotional because I'm worried about my dad at this point still I'm just like the tube's still in I'm like when is this coming out it's been like you know four days come on now so I thought okay I found another one of these kits on Amazon they said they could get it to me Friday now the event is on Saturday I'm taking a gamble Amazon I hit purchase and I get the message that morning Friday morning that says it'll be here um, between 10 and four, I thought, okay, yes. Then the time frame moves to three to six. I thought, okay, I can cope with that. Then they push the time frame to 10 PM. And I thought based off experience, when Amazon says 10 PM, it ain't coming. It's that the, day. Ne- yes, the <laughs> next day. Yeah, exactly. And I literally sat down on my couch. I've got my apron on cause I've been making cookies. I'm a mess flour everywhere. And I closed my eyes and leaned my head back. And I said, Heavenly Father, it's been a week. And I said, Chanda doesn't ask you for too much for herself. But I really need you to come through on this. I need this package, this box to arrive today. Because I don't have time or energy tomorrow morning to run around trying to find a replacement for all of this. So if there's just one thing that you could answer for me today, Lord, it would be this. No word of a lie. Within five minutes, the doorbell went. Amen. And the package arrived. Yep. And it was brand new. Hadn't been used. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. everything was in it that was supposed to be in it. And I just said to him, I was like, thank you, Father. I said, you hear my small prayers. You hear my big prayers. But the biggest thing I want people to grab out of that is this. Jesus came in a small package, but he was not incomplete. The package was complete. He came with 
joy. He came with peace. He came with patience and love and hope. And he came with salvation for all mankind. So when that package arrived, he wasn't like my first package of ornaments that came in complete and used up. He was brand spanking new and came with every single piece that this world needed. Yes, he did. So if there's something for you to take away, know that he's the complete package and he always shows up on time. That's right. Amen. So have a wonderful Christmas season, you guys. We'll be back again next week, but uh, I don't have anything else to add. Do you, Jane? That's it. I, Jesus is, he really is the reason. Mm-hmm. He is the reason. And I'm forever indebted to him. He's, he is in my everything. Mm-hmm. So I pray that all of you will know him. Amen. Know him the way that uh, he wants to be known as your all in all. So we love you guys. Thanks so much for listening to Freedom Language. We hope you guys find peace and joy and freedom in Jesus. That's the only place to find it, guys. Amen. Alrighty, bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Freedom Wranglers. That music right there is Later Alligator by Shane Ivers, and you can find that at www.silvermansound.com. We also want to thank Goodman Ministries for all of their financial support for this podcast. Now, don't you forget to saddle up, sit back, and wrangle in freedom this week.